and welcome back to Philosophy, the podcast where I talk about why we feel the way we do while I'm painting. Uh, today I am continuing my painting of a man and a woman kissing. Um, I think I'm going to organise this podcast according to seasons where every painting is a season um, and this is, well, still season one. <laughs> so um, I should probably be working on this lady's forehead so that, you know, when I paint I'm not kind of placing my hand on wet paint but I really just want to do the jaw area for some reason so I think I'm actually going to do the jaw instead and skip the forehead for now and be not too proper with this so apologies for that but yeah the topic that I wanted to talk about today is something that I've kind of been obsessing over and quite fascinated with for the last few months um, and that is the kind of the view that I am actually a parent to myself in a way, but I'm a terrible parent to myself. And that's perhaps why I might not be as happy as I could be. So that's the concept. I'm going to go through it in some level of detail today. Um, and yeah, let's, let's talk about this if this makes any sort of sense. So basically the place that this idea came from was, I think I was kind of made aware a bit of the voice that I have in my head. I don't think about this voice very often. This is kind of like my conscious self, uh, basically. So the part of me that I have conversations with or the part of me that decides what to do or thinks, the thinking part of me, the part that comes up with the words before I say them or, you know, the part that um, I have conversations with in bed or in the shower, that, that voice. And that voice is just not very kind. And this is something that took me, I guess, 25 years to realise that um, I have a very, very terrible voice in, in, in my mind. And that's quite sad, I think, um, especially because with this new framework that I've been using, I think that voice in my head is also kind of like a parent to me. So what I mean by this, for example, is that there is a part of me that makes me do things that kind of organises my day, that decides what I eat, that decides when I need to stop eating, that kind of um, decides when I sleep, when I wake up, um, basically everything that I do, how I perform in these tasks, how I feel about myself. So all of those things are done by a voice in my head, which is myself, basically. And But in a way, it is kind of parenting me, because in the same way that a parent would kind of organise a child's life and organise what, um, what they're to do and kind of give them feedback on all these things that's the same role that that voice in my head has. And as far as a parent goes, when it comes to myself, my voice in my head would be a very short-tempered, overbearing, aggressive, angry, displeased, um, kind of never satisfied, uh, just condescending, <laughs> terrible, terrible parent. Um, and it took me 25 years to realise that. It took me 25 years to realise that there is nothing kind or accepting or non-abusive about the way that I speak to myself. And that was just um, quite sad and unacceptable for me. And I think that's definitely something that I've been starting um, to work on. And uh, something that prompted this even more the other day was that I went on a walk. And um, a hike, actually. So I went on a hike with my flatmates and... Um, as I was walking, I was in the beginning of the, the hike and I was walking in one direction. There was this family walking in my direction. And 
there were, I saw them from like quite a bit far and I realized oh no I was like in my head oh this poor lady because um there was a mum and her two sons and her husband and the younger of the two sons was something like four or five years old maximum and he was just not happy he was like on a brink of a tantrum he wasn't fully having a tantrum but he was on a brink of a tantrum he was was starting to refuse to walk and just crying and very, very unhappy. And I saw this lady and I was like, oh, bless her. Bless her, because we were just in the middle of nowhere. There was no chance that there was anything to be done. I'm sure that he just was fed up and wanted to go home, but like that couldn't be done um, in that situation. They would probably have to walk back to the car park to get somewhere. So I saw this lady and I thought, oh no, oh, what a nightmare. And as they were crossing us, it was honestly, this whole thing happened in five seconds. But as they were crossing us, I heard her um, say to her son very clearly, okay, honey, what would make the situation better for you? And I passed um, at that point. None of us were lingering. So I have no idea what the son said and what the response to this was. But as I walked away, I was shocked. I was so shocked. That really, really hit me. I spent time thinking about this and I was absolutely speechless as to what she'd said because that was such a beautiful thing to say. That was this is so so beautiful. In all my experiences with um with like children, either in my life or in people that I've witnessed, um, when they are throwing a tantrum or they're when if that situation were to happen, which happens very often, I think, with kids, um, the usual reaction is um shut up, shut up right now, like stop talking, you're embarrassing me, please be quiet. Um, or it's something along the lines of if you don't be quiet right now, you are not coming out with us next time or you know what it is not your fault for doing this it is my fault for bringing you you are never you know coming up with out with us again or you know what if you don't want to move that's fine just stay here I'm going to leave now with your dad and you can stay here in the forest all on your own and obviously the child will follow so it's usually that sort of a a thing that parents say and it was never that sort of calm loving tender approach to what happened and this child was not over only loved in that moment but they were made to think um this lady said okay um this is a bad seat she acknowledged this was a bad situation and said what would make this better for you so she put the whole responsibility of improving that situation back on him um she was there willing to help and she made him think and i'm sure that he would probably um slightly stop crying at that moment because you can't scream out loud and also think very well at the same time so I'm sure that would have quieted him up for a moment and it would have made this five-year-old think and I'm sure that he would either have realized that okay um I want to go to the car right now but we need to walk to the car so there's nothing that can be done there and um I'm sure that he would have thought that oh I don't know my my shoes are a bit too tight can you can you do something up a bit or I'm very very hot can you take my coat off or I'm very thirsty can I have some water so it could have been something small that would have actually made the experience slightly better for him and made him feel better but most importantly it would have been he was empowered to make that choice on his own and think about um, his life by himself and think about the situation by himself and he was just loved supported and respected in that moment and I very rarely have found myself in a similar situation and this really really got me thinking about the relationship that parents have with their children but beyond that I I don't have kids so um this is not something that in that way I can start to apply to my own life but this kind of fed into this thought that I've been having recently of what about myself what about myself? In in the ways that I am a parent to myself, how do I talk to myself? And what are the cases that I would be so kind and um, understanding? And there, there is really not a lot. Um, when I am 
kind of feeling like that boy as though I can't do this anymore. I just want to stop. I don't want to study anymore. I don't want to work anymore. I don't want to work out anymore. I just want to do nothing. And those cases are quite rare. But when they are there, I think my reaction is usually, well, Elizabeth, like, stop it. Stop being so lazy. Why are you so terrible? Why are you so lazy? Um, If you just do this right now, whatever, just get some ice cream later and you'll feel better. Um, Or I'll think that if you don't do this now, then you're not going to go out with your friends this weekend and um, therefore just get this thing finished. So as far as (laughs) parenting goes, um, I'm, I'm I'm just not a good parent. I'm a bad parent. I'm a very, very bad parent to myself. And I was wondering that I should change that. And I I really, I really, really do want to kind of change my self-talk and change the way that I approach life with myself and be a bit more like that mum. And when I'm feeling kind of displeased and unhappy, instead of thinking, um, okay, Elizabeth, shut up. I'm done with you being such a lazy person. Just get back to work. Or this is how you always think and you never get anything done. And this is exactly why you don't have all these things that you want because of this sort of thought and this sort of behavior. Or um, you're not going to get, you know, a reward for this or just all these terrible, nasty things that I do say to myself to get myself to get things done. What if I would rather replace that with what she said? I'm thinking, okay, I don't feel like doing this right now. Um, Or I'm not enjoying this thing that I made myself do. That's a valid feeling that's absolutely fine. Um, What can I do to make this better? And how much healthier and more productive would that that be? What if I kind of empowered myself instead of controlled myself so harshly um, as though I can't be trusted? Because it is still me. It's it's so ridiculous because it is the same person, but I don't, it feels as though I don't trust myself. Why I don't feel like doing something, why do I not trust myself to think that that's perhaps the best decision? Why do I have this higher thinking that must make all the decisions for me and be so constantly displeased and um, unhappy? I, I I don't understand why that, why, why I've built my life in a way that that is the case. Um, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been, what um, I've been thinking recently, basically. And I think I, based on this, I've kind of gone in deep because I've been starting to read like parenting books and I'm thinking about that. Okay, uh, I've kind of internalized the worst version of my parents in my mind. Um, that is my voice. My my own voice in my mind is the worst per- version of my mom. Um, why is that the case? Can we neutralize that a bit? Can we make it the best version of my mom? Um, can we make it the best version of myself? Can we make it the, the best thing that it basically can be? Um, so that's kind of what I've been working on. But um, in, in this book about parenting, I just love this phrase in that um, we should treat children as valuable in their own right rather than treat them as the adults that they will become um in that and I I think that that's the same thing that I that I should apply to myself because I feel like even in the short term and the long term I treat myself more as I will only have value once these things are done so um even even thinking that, oh, I, I will be valuable once I publish this thing, once I do this thing, once I finish this thing, once I achieve this diploma, once I get this result, then I am valuable. And um, also thinking perhaps that even by the end of the day, um, everything that I do every day is kind of with that drive of, in a way, I don't consciously think of this, of course, but in a way I act as though I will only be valuable and okay once I get all of these things done. And then I can have that mental peace at the end of the day, rather than thinking, even at the very start, from the moment that I wake up when I've literally done nothing, 
I have value <laughs> and I'm to be trusted and I am okay and I don't need to go through all of these hoops um, to kind of convince myself that that is the case. And just in the same way as we, we, we should treat children as though they have value as children rather than the potential adults that they will become. In the same way, I should treat myself as though I have value from the moment I wake up in the morning as though I have value before I have a medical diploma, as though I have value before I've achieved a certain um, amount of money or a certain amount of experience or a certain amount of work that I have value from the very start and I am to be trusted um, because it's it's as though I wait to finish something. It's as though, like, let's say, for example, I'm not going to go to sleep or I'm not going to rest until I finish this project. And if it's a kind of deadline that I have self-imposed on myself, if it's kind of, you know, um, a deadline that is artificial, that is not there based on anything else, um, it's though I say that the Elizabeth, before she's finished this project, is not to be trusted. Because that's the Elizabeth that perhaps wants to stop. That's the Elizabeth that perhaps wants to do anything else. And that Elizabeth is lower than. That Elizabeth is not allowed to make decisions. The Elizabeth that is to be trusted, the Elizabeth that has value, is the Elizabeth who has finished this project. Because then she can have the um, kind of the she will have earned this kind of respect of mine to allow her to make the decision to stop or continue or to do something else or what to do next and I feel as though I'm just postponing this decision making to an older more mature more um having had more achievements version of myself which I just think is absolutely ridiculous it's like a parent saying oh you can only you know decide what you want to do when you're 18 and you move out you can't decide what you want to do right now um which obviously for some things yeah listen to your parents if you're under 18 uh, obviously but for some smaller things like you know to, to me it usually is the small decisions that I'm still being very kind of disrespectful and untrust untrusting to myself that I just think is um is absolutely ridiculous so yeah, I'm not sure if all of this made any sort of sense. I, I realize this is a framework that I haven't actually seen anywhere. So therefore, maybe there's a reason that it doesn't make sense to anyone else. But honestly, it's it's been making so, so, so much sense to me that um, viewing my myself kind of in this way and... <laughs> And yeah, I, I just think it's been it's been absolutely uh, kind of life changing and something that I might actually, which is tangentially related to this, but um, I might actually do a kind of separate separate thing on in its own right is kind of unhappiness because um, as as the terrible parent that I am, I very often let myself sit with unhappiness or punish myself in general, um, and that can be small things like not allowing myself to read the book that I want, but rather reading a more like valuable educational book because I haven't worked enough in the day so I need to kind of um, get rid of some of the guilt of being not as hardworking or not as achieving or haven't done as much as I was supposed to do so sometimes I'll punish myself in that way and I think I let myself sit with unhappiness a lot and um, as a sort of way to make myself learn and um, there's this phrase that um, I absolutely love which says that um, people don't get better at coping with unhappiness because they were deliberately made to be unhappy um actually having kind of healthy standards and examples of self-love and compassion are in much better formula formula for coping with the difficulties of life so um i think that if i was more compassionate and more self-loving in general that would result in me being a stronger happier and healthier version um, and even that would make me better at coping with difficulties 
rather than my current view or the current assumption under which I work, which is not conscious, but that um, kind of that sort of suffering is good for me because it will make me stronger and it will be, make me more capable to deal with things in life. Um, I think that's just like a terrible way, way to view the world. And I definitely have a lot of evidence towards this being a terrible view, um, way to view the world, because I think all of my suffering in life has not um, helped me in any shape or form. Um, but I think it is a kind of a semi-introduction um, into this view of viewing yourself as a parent and a child at the same time. And um, yeah, I think that's something that I, if I want to leave the listeners, no, if I want to leave you all with something from this podcast, it is that, um, of asking yourself if that makes sense. Um, like, can you relate to this at all? Um, the sort of parental, the sort of parental view. And if you can, then what sort of parent are you to yourself? Um, is it, is it loving? Is it compassionate? Is it, um, aggressive? Is it abusive? Is it, um, are you perhaps too overbearing or too controlling or um, too much of a kind of perfectionist parent? Um, so what are what sort of parent would you be to yourself if you could see things that way? And does that make you want to change things a bit? Um, I think the easiest way to kind of work my way out of this is thinking of if I were actually a child, how would I feel? And that would absolutely be unacceptable. I don't think I, no, I don't think, but I am certain that I would never treat a child the way that I treat myself. I would never put, even if I had an adult <laughs> child, if I had, if I had my sister, for example, said that, hey, um, you know what, can you just control my life for a week or a day? I would never be as harsh as I am with myself. Um, I would give so much more positive feedback. I would give um, so much more support. I would never have such high standards for any other human being. Um, I would never kind of gloss over wins faster um, or just in the way that I do in my own life. Um, I think I would be so, so, so different if I were someone else's um, parent. And if that is the case for you, then why <laughs> why do you do that? Why are we like this? And um, how can we change that? And I think having examples of good parents um, around us, um, especially if, for example, we don't have that um, personal memory uh, from our own life, I think that's potentially why I'm just going through these parenting books now and kind of seeing, okay, what are, what makes a good parent? And I think if I can sort of internalize some of that view and internalize some of that um, way of approaching life and approaching the world, then I think my self-talk and the voice in my head will be so much better for it because I genuinely, I do wonder what it must be like. Um, when I used to wonder what it must be like to have just a lot of positivity around you. Um, and I don't know why it took me so long to realise that a lot of that negativity was actually coming from myself um, and so much of it was internalised and so much of it was in my own mind um, and so now I wonder what it must be like for my myself and the voice in my head to be um, kind of kind and compassionate and to value me every day all the time just because I'm me and I'm not harming it or anything um, and not with this kind of conditional, torturous um, state of only if and only when and only after and only for a few seconds. Um, 
feeling as though I deserve things and have earned things and I'm doing well. So yes, that is my journey. Um, what I'm doing for this is kind of, I think, um, so practically what I'm doing is identifying and catching myself out on how I think and what I say in my mind. Um, for some things, I'm doing it very intentionally. So I'm actually writing things out uh, for specific things, which I know in my mind, I am especially harsh on myself and things that have an especially uh, deep impact on my life and affect me in many different ways. I do try to keep a diary, which is very, very hard, but I do try to keep a diary of just the things I think about myself for something specific. And I just review it in the end of the week. And usually that in itself is shocking enough to think, oh my gosh, that's, that's awful. That's terrible. And then in general, I do try to kind of validate my feelings a bit more during the week and to just be slightly, slightly kinder to myself. And honestly, it, it does so well. It works so, 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 so well. I've already felt such a huge change. Um, but I know that it is absolutely nothing because still 99% of the time I'm the same. <laughs> I'm really, really bad, but I think very slightly I'm kind of moving in that direction of kind of listening to myself more, um, being a bit kinder in general and treating myself the way that I would, I want to say treat someone that I hate. <laughs> Let's start from there um, and then work our way up. It's not, it's, it's even, it's treating myself the way that I would treat someone that I hate is still better than the way that I would naturally treat myself. So I think I'm starting from there and working my way up but it is a start for me and hopefully I'll get to the point where I can treat myself as though I actually like myself uh one day that's the that's the dream but yeah that was that was a slight joke it's potentially not that bad but um yeah that's what I would recommend if there is one aspect of your life that you're particularly insecure about if it's something like something that you do or some uh part of your work or something that uh the way that you look or the way that you um, behave around people, or the things that other people think about you. If there's any sort of internalized self-hate talk, I think it would be good to keep a diary of that and see how ridiculous it is and how unacceptable um, it actually is to speak to someone that way, even if that person is yourself. Um, And I think that is the first step towards kind of implementing change in that direction and being a bit more generous and kind and compassionate and understanding and just human towards ourselves which in the long term I think will lead to much better much better people much happier people and definitely much better parents if that is something that you also want at some point but yeah that was my chit chat on self-parenting um I'll be continuing to read about self-parenting books and things like that because it's definitely something that greatly greatly fascinates me I would love your thoughts especially if you're a parent I would absolutely love your thoughts if you're a parent because um I wonder if the, what the contrast would be does making a parent change the way that you speak to yourself um do you realize that contrast even better once you have more things to kind of take care of because in th- in this case for me it's literally just myself but once you have a child do you realize that do you see that difference in the way that you talk to yourself and the way that you talk to your child um, my mom always said that after she became a parent so much about her changed and actually I haven't had this conversation with her so I think I'm going to try and do that but I wonder if after you become a parent um, some of that change does come from the same thing. So is it realizing that, oh, my self-talk is very different to the talk that I give my child and the way that I control myself is very different to the way that I control um, or raise my child. And does that then change the way that you speak to yourself? So yeah, I would be very, very, very curious about that. Um, but if you don't have a child, yeah, just like me, write those things down and see if you did have a child, do you think that would be acceptable? Do you think it would be acceptable for anyone to be treated in the way 
that you treat yourself and the way that you talk to yourself because um in my case it's a definite absolute no um but i'm curious as to what it is for other people so yeah that's a bit more of um this thing potentially done uh i haven't worked on this too well i think it's the angle with the camera because i have to have it this way rather than if i was actually painting it would literally be here um, which is in front of me which makes this whole thing a lot harder but uh, i'm sure it'll be okay we'll figure it out in the end so yeah that was my little rant on um, parenting and self-parenting i would love to hear your thoughts on it and yeah as always i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day thank you so much for spending this time with me and uh yeah be kind to yourself and others and don't forget everything you think thanks bye